It's May 22nd, and this is the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. We are going to jump in with our Old Testament reading, and we're starting a new book of the Bible. Yes, we just finished 1 Samuel, and what do you think comes after 1 Samuel? 2 Samuel. Yes, you are correct. Let's jump in. Chapter 1, verse 1. We're going to talk about David learning of Saul's death. At least that's what my Bible heading tells me. And let's learn about it together, my friends. Verse 1. After the death of Saul, David returned from his victory over the Amalekites and spent two days in Ziklag. On the third day, a man arrived from Saul's army camp. He had torn his clothes and put dirt on his head to show that he was in mourning. He fell to the ground before David in deep respect. Where have you come from, David asked. I escaped from the Israelite camp, the man replied. What happened, David demanded. Tell me how the battle went. The man replied, Our entire army fled from the battle. Many of the men are dead, and Saul and his son Jonathan are also dead. How do you know Saul and Jonathan are dead? David demanded of the young man. The man answered, I happened to be on Mount Gilboa, and there was Saul leaning on his spear with the enemy chariots and charioteers closing in on him. He turned and saw me. He cried out for me to come to him. How can I help? I asked him. He responded, Who are you? I'm an Amalekite, I told him. Then he begged me, come over here and put me out of my misery, for I'm in terrible pain and want to die. So I killed him, the Amalekite told David, for I knew he couldn't live. Then I took his crown and his armband, and I have brought them here to you, my lord. David and his men tore their clothes in sorrow. When they heard the news, they mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and his son Jonathan and for the Lord's army and the nation of Israel, because they had died by the sword that day. Then David said to the young man who had brought the news, where are you from? He replied. I'm a foreigner, an Amalekite, who lives in your land. Why were you not afraid to kill the Lord's anointed one? David asked. Then David said to one of his men, Kill him. So the man thrust his sword into the Amalekite and killed him. You have condemned yourself, David said, for you yourself confessed that you killed the Lord's anointed one. Okay, what in the world's going on there? This poor Amalekite is just sharing with David what he saw, right? Well, we can kind of uh, pick up that the Amalekite is um, probably lying. So if you remember yesterday we read about the Saul of death, the death, the Saul of death, <laughs> the death of Saul, and it said that he committed suicide. He fell on his own sword. Didn't say anybody killed him. And here's this Amalekite coming and saying, yeah, I killed him. And I think David kind of picks up, this guy's trying to find some kind of favor with me. He's trying to use uh, Saul's uh, death for his own gain. Uh, and we kind of see that in verse 14 where David kind of picks up on this. He says, wait a minute, why weren't you afraid to kill the Lord's anointed? Like, I don't think an Amalekite would just walk up and kill Saul. His own armor bearer was like, I, I can't, I'm not going to kill the king of Israel. And so um, I think I think that's a large part of the punishment that the Amalekite gets here. Like, you're not going to gain, you're not going to find personal, um, you know, gain and prosperity uh, out of the death of the king. Like, if you think that was going to gain me favor, it doesn't. Um, so that, that's where we leave it in verse 16. Love to hear your thoughts on that text. Verse 17. Then David composed a funeral song for Saul and Jonathan, and he commanded that it, it be taught to the people of Judah. It is known as the Song of the Bow, and it is recorded in the book of Jeshiar. Your pride and joy, O Israel, lies dead on the hills. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen. Don't announce the news in Gath. Don't proclaim it in the streets of Ashkelon. Or the daughters of the Philistines will rejoice, and the pagans will laugh in triumph. O mountains of Gilboa, 
Let there be no dew or rain upon you, nor fruitful fields producing offerings of grain. For there the shield of the mighty heroes was defiled. The shield of Saul will no longer be anointed with oil. The bow of Jonathan was powerful, and the sword of Saul did its mighty work. They shed the blood of their enemies and pierced the bodies of their mighty heroes. How beloved and gracious were Saul and Jonathan. They were together in life and in death. They were swifter than eagles, stronger than lions. O women of Israel, weep for Saul, for he dressed you in luxurious scarlet clothing and garments decorated with gold. O how the mighty heroes have fallen in battle. Jonathan lies dead on the hills. How I weep for you, my brother Jonathan. Oh, how much I loved you. And your love for me was deep, deeper than the love of women. Oh, how the mighty heroes have fallen. Stripped of their weapons, they lie dead. And that concludes chapter one. Interesting, uh, David's heart. You know, he, he was obviously super close with Jonathan, so you understand his sorrow there. But he even is respectful and sorrowful for the man who tried to kill him. The man who drove him into exile. Uh, for really this whole past season in his life. Uh, Saul, who was really vengeful and really quite evil towards David, and yet David still, uh, with humility, honors him uh, because he realizes it's not about him, it's about what God is doing. I pray that we could have that same attitude towards our enemies. Chapter 2, verse 1. After this, David asked the Lord, Should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? Yes, the Lord replied. Then David asked, Which town should I go to? To Hebron, the Lord answered. David's two wives were Ahanami from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel. So David and his wives and his men and their families all moved to Judah, and they settled in the villages near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came to David and anointed him king over the people of Judah. When David heard that the men of Jabesh Gilead had buried Saul, he sent them this message. May the Lord bless you for being so loyal to your master Saul and giving him a decent burial. May the Lord be loyal to you in return and reward you with his unfailing love. And I too will reward you for what you have done. Now that Saul is dead, I ask you to be my strong and loyal subjects like the people of Judah, who have anointed me as their new king. But Abner, son of Ner, the commander of Saul's army, had already gone to Mehemim with Saul's son Ishabeth. There he proclaimed Ishabeth king of Gilead, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, and the land of the Asherites and all the rest of Israel. Ishobeth, Saul's son, was forty years old when he became king, and he ruled from Mehenam for two years. Meanwhile, the people of Judah remained loyal to David. David made Hebron his capital, and he ruled as king of Judah for seven and a half years. Moving on to the New Testament reading, John chapter 12, verse 20 through 50. Some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. They said, Sir, we want you to meet Jesus. Philip told Andrew about it, and they went together to ask Jesus. Jesus replied, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Those who love their life in this world will lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am, and the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now, my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Let's pause. So Jesus is about to go to the cross. That's what he means. Uh, Son of man is about to enter his glory. 
Uh, and, and I love the, the humanity of Jesus. His soul is deeply troubled. Like, this is not going to be fun or easy. Um, when Jesus came, he, he was fully man. You know, we talk about the divinity of Jesus a lot. Um, in all the pictures, he's glowing. And, you know, he's this really super white European, which doesn't make sense because he's from the Middle East. But, you know, whatever. Uh, and, 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 you know, he just seems so unapproachable. But Jesus was just a man. Like, to anybody around him, he... He, he was he looked like a man you, you pricked him he bled he had all the emotions we have his soul is deeply troubled and yet he says this is the reason I came this is why I came and he says I just as a kernel of wheat is planted in soil and dies um, it, it, it through its death it produces something beautiful many new kernels a plentiful harvest of new lives and see that's exactly what Jesus does as he comes and he lives his righteous life and he dies and in his death, uh, he's taking sin, he's taking evil, he's taking the judgment you deserve for your sins on his shoulders, and he is dying with it, dead and gone. So that when he rises again on the third day, what comes forth is new life. Evil and sin has been exhausted. The kingdoms of this world have been dethroned. Jesus now has authority over them. And there is new life bursting forth all around us. There's new life for those of you who would trust in him. What does it look like to trust in him? It's to serve and follow him, meaning I'm no longer the leader of my life. I don't get to decide what's best for me. Jesus now decides what's best for me. And as I trust in him, believing he is who he says he is, I am not just a different person. I'm a brand new person. And I get to join in God, in G with Jesus, in his work of restoring the world around me uh, into the new creation. That heaven isn't some far away place, but heaven is here. It's in his people that we bring it with us. We're in the already, but not yet. I mean, the kingdom of God is already here, my friends. You get to take part in that if you trust in Jesus. Uh, and then we await for the, the not yet part, that Jesus will return one day, ultimately, not as a suffering servant on a cross, uh, but as a king in the throne. He will ultimately and totally make all things right again, restoring all things to brand new. Uh, the world will be under God's rule again, as it was in Genesis chapters 1 through 3. There will be perfect peace between man and God, perfect peace between man and man, creation will be restored to its original perfected state. And that is a day in which I cannot wait. And if you are a believer in Christ, you get to look forward to as well. Now, moving on, verse 27, as we continue to read, says, Now, my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came, to lay down his life for you and I. If you trust in him, you get to share in this. Verse 28, Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven, saying, I have already brought glory to my name, and I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder, while others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them, The voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come, when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, We understood from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? Jesus replied, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light where there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. After saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. But despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, 
most of the people still did not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? But the people couldn't believe, for as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so that their eyes cannot see, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this, because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world, so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who has sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. Moving on to our Proverbs reading of the day, as that does conclude our New Testament reading. We will be in Proverbs chapter 15, verses 27 and 28. Greed brings grief to the whole family, but those who hate bribes will live. The heart of the godly thinks carefully before speaking. The mouth of the wicked overflows with evil words. And finally, we will be reading Psalm 118, verses 19 through 29 uh, in a posture of prayer. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and giving me victory. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Please, Lord, save us. Please, Lord, please give us success. Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, is shining upon us. Take the sacrifice and bind it with the cords on the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Lord Jesus, uh, you fulfill this psalm. Uh, in ways that are amazing, as it was written thousands of years uh, before you walked on earth. Uh, you are the cornerstone that was rejected, the cornerstone of the entire narrative of God's grand story. Uh, Lord, you are the gate in which uh, we must go through to enter into the presence of God, as this psalm speaks of. It is through your righteous life, your atoning death, and your victorious resurrection that I can be counted as righteous and um, be forgiven of my sins ultimately and totally and walk into the presence of God. That this prayer is even speaking to the Father right now is only because you are interceding on my behalf and God has forgiven my sin on behalf of your righteousness. So Lord, yes, I will praise you and I will be glad in today. I will have joy because no matter my circumstances, I have you and you are the essence of all things. You are the way to eternal life in the presence of God. Lord Jesus, I love you, and it is in your name I pray. Amen. 
Well, thank you for joining me for today's reading. I hope to see you back here tomorrow. And as always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this particular reading as this is what we do on this podcast. We are here to talk with one another because we are not just reading the Bible alone. We are reading the Bible together.